0: Okay, turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 1, Philippians chapter 1. We do enjoy this uh, family service and we have some kids in here. I hope the kids will listen. We, we want the kids in here because you can learn from the Word of God, even from the preaching of God's Word. And This is uh, a message that will be a help and so hopefully all can listen and we know with kids come sometimes distractions, but that's okay. Uh, we're prepared for that and so we're looking forward to what God is going to do in our afternoon service here as we start 2023, all right? Uh, So many of you probably have a prayer list. You keep a list of things that you pray for. uh, uh, A physical prayer list that you keep, maybe a book, maybe a notebook. Uh, We uh, provide one on Wednesday nights through our email list, an update of what's going on. And most of those we think about those prayer lists. Uh, and maybe maybe you don't have a physical one. You just have a mental one. You go through and you pray for the same things every day. I'm sure if I asked how many of you pray for your kids and your grandkids every day, I think uh, most of you would raise your hand. That's something that you think about and you pray about. And there's uh, many different needs in the church. And often we'll, as pastoral staff, we'll pray. A mere pastor would we'll come and pray through uh, different sections of the church and where, where you sat. And we think about think about you by where you sit. And so please keep sitting in the same spot. It makes it easy on us. And we know where you sit in the church. We picture the church. We pray for you uh, by name and by need. And so we all have a prayer list. And as I was looking through, uh, reading my Bible through the end of last year, 2022, way back then, two weeks ago, I was uh, come across Philippians chapter 1. And here in Philippians chapter 1, we have one of Paul's prayer lists. Yeah his prayer list is way different than our prayer list. My prayer list is there's a lot of physical needs. There's a lot of people that are, are, are physically hurt. I think of Bill Humphreys, who uh, I pray for because of his physical need. I think of uh, Aloma's dad, who's gone through cancer treatments, and I pray for him. And I, and I look around here, even people that in our church right now that I've been praying for you over the last little week because I know you have physical needs or uh, spiritual needs. You're going through uh, different things. And so our prayer list looks like that. Or I have a lot of things in my life going through. My, I'm trying to figure things out, and I got things happening. And i got to figure, I'm praying about this. This is out of my control, God. And I have all these things that are personal to me that I pray about. But Paul's list here as he prays is different. And so I'm going to look at this prayer list in this new year. And I just called it a New Year's prayer. It's not really for Paul. Paul's just praying for the Philippian church. And this is Paul's prayer for the Philippian church. But what a great prayer. What a great prayer it should be for uh, us as a pastoral staff to pray for you. We do take our responsibility before God very seriously to try to lead our church spiritually. We, so we, These are things we should be praying for our people. This is our, our, some of our goals would be for you in the new year. But prayers that I should pray for myself and prayers that you should pray for yourself in the course of this new year. So I'm looking forward to just kind of breaking through the, down this uh, New Year's prayer. We'll look at a Philippians chapter 1, just a couple of verses here. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. Let me tell you this about as we read this. I want you to look uh, as you read for reoccurring words. We're going to look a little bit at punctuation today. Now, understand, punctuation in the Bible is not uh, inspired. It's been added for us to help us understand, but does help us understand the flow of a sentence. These three verses uh, for our kids will be three different verses, but they're all one big sentence, one big thought. And so I want you to look as we look at, we're going to break this down into four different sections based upon some key words and uh, some punctuation. So let's read through Philippians chapter 1, verse number 9. And this I pray, Paul says, Okay, what's your prayer? What are, you, what are you praying? Look at that word that. You'll see that word that over and over again. I, this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. There's a semicolon there. The semicolon indicates that they're going to uh, continue a thought, but it's a little bit of a shift of thought, all right? So we have first thing he says, I'm going to pray for that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and all judgment. Verse number 10. That, there you go again. I'm going to pray that ye may approve things that are excellent, semicolon. All right, so there's another thought. He said, I'm going to prove that your love will abound more and more and that you're going to approve things that are excellent, semicolon. And then he says that, again, another, another thought, ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, semicolon, end of that thought. But continuing on, what is he praying for? Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory of God. And praise of God. So simple to break this down uh, for us today. If we look at this New Year's prayer, we, I have four points on your outline. Uh, and I, I think the outlines were out there. We didn't give them out very well today. You can grab it on the way out. We'll use it again two weeks from now when I preach again. Uh, we'll use that same outline. But there's four basic things here. You saying, I'm gonna pray for you. This is my prayer, this is my desire, this is my thought toward you. So this is something that I've kind of added to my prayer list over the last uh, couple of weeks for myself and for our church. What should we be praying for? And so we see here, uh, as I started to study this, I I wanted to do it one message, but I had enough for like a message and a half, all right? So you're going to get two shorter messages maybe, and we'll get through this prayer. Number one, the first prayer request is, he says, that your love may abound more and more. Learn to love, number one. Our prayer for you is that you learn to love. My prayer for myself is I would learn how to love. And what Paul says here about love is very interesting to me. Uh, again, not, when I pray for you, I pray for your physical needs and your spiritual needs and different needs I know you're going through. But now I'm praying that you will learn how to love more and more, abounding in love. And so what he says here, number one, is it's an expanding love. He says uh, in that verse that, you, that your love may abound. That word abound means to superabound, to be uh, over uh, and overflowing, overflowing with love, to superabound, to be in excess, that your love would be excessive. Have you ever met someone who loved excessively? I have. There's some people just they ooze love. Which is, I'm I'm not saying that's a bad, that's a great thing. I I can think of people that, uh, you just knew that you were loved. Maybe maybe you think of a a mother or a grandmother or somebody that just was uh, excessive in their love. This is what I was saying. Paul says, I'm praying for you that you'll learn how to love excessively, over." And abundant. Then he goes on to say not only super abounding in love, but he says that you do that more and more. Like, so Take a super abounding excessive love and then go, grow and grow and grow from there. Just keep growing. So, your love, so you're an excessive lo- love and you have, that, you have that ability to love. Well, that should grow more and more and more. And maybe that doesn't describe you today, but that's something we should pray about, that we would learn to love. Superabounding this expanding type of love, I think of an explosion or a ripple on a as you throw a rock into a, a pond and it keeps going out and it expands and expands and, exp- and it influences more and more. This is the kind of love that we 're talking about that starts with a small explosion, but it expands more and more superabounding more and more, this expanding type of love, but then it 's so interesting to me how Paul says this. he says, "I pray that you would love." May abound yet more and more in knowledge and in judgment. So knowledge and judgment are kind of like narrowing terms. We have this boom, expand, grow, love more, love more, be excessive, but do it in a way that shows that you have knowledge and judgment. That's interesting. So we have these words that show like expansion, and we have these words that show like a focus. And so what Paul's saying is, I want you to learn how to, Love the right way. There's a wrong way to love. I, I really believe that. There's a wrong way to love. And just an emotional type of love is just poured out and nothing matters and there's no knowledge or discernment. That's not really a God-honoring love. But you need to learn, and I need to learn how to expand my love in a discerning way. Interesting how Paul says that. So let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, is this expanding love controlled by knowledge and judgment? Understanding that love is a choice, right? That's, real love is a choice, and understanding that love is a choice. 1 Corinthians 13 describes love. We will take time to go through all that, but if you want to learn what real love is, look through 1 Corinthians 13. It'll teach you what real love is. Understanding what real love is is a choice. Love is not, now listen, love is not just an attraction. We... Love people that we are attracted to. First, physically. I remember we were talking about the day that I met Jackie. Uh, We were at a church, Bible Baptist Church, roller skating activity. Remember roller skates? They're kind of like uh, inline skates, but they're not inline. All right, so uh, (laughs) roller skating activity up in London. And and I remember... Pastor Stone was almost more eager for me to get married than I was at the time, being a single youth pastor. And so uh, I saw Jackie, I thought, oh, there's a new girl in town. And, I, and Pastor Stone skated up to me, and his little, he did his little twirl, whatever he does, and he <laughs> skated up to me, and he yeah, uh, spins around and says, hey, do you see the new girl? I said, oh, yeah, I saw the new girl. I saw the new girl, don't worry. And so I remember skating up by her, we were, we were skating around, and off, I think I bought her a, a pop and a chocolate bar that night or something. I had her right there, right there. <laughs> but there immediately there was an attraction for me—a young single youth pastor, a girl at a church activity in my age bracket, beautiful girl. There is an attraction. It's easy to love that we're those who we're attracted to. But love is not just attraction. Even more than physical, like we're attracted to people who make me laugh. I love to be about people who make me laugh. I, I, I need a good laugh. I, it's easy for me to love and be attracted to someone who makes me laugh or makes me think or challenges me. They, 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 we're, we're, we base our love upon attraction. But listen, godly love is not based on attraction. It's based on a choice. You know what God says? That God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know when God loved you? At your most unattractive point. You are a sinner, doing everything that disobeyed him, sinner by nature, sinner by choice. He says, I choose to love you. I hate sin. I, I, I can't be in the presence of sin. I am a holy God, but I choose to love you. See, when we expand our love in knowledge, it's expanding your love, understanding that what true love really is, it's not based upon attraction. It's based upon a choice. Love is not based on attraction, and love is not just acceptance. There's a big difference between unconditional love and unconditional acceptance. And I think our society, in fact, I saw a video on on, I think, I think Kayla might have posted this video on, on my Instagram or whatever of a guy talking about unconditional. No, it was my, it was my niece that did this, sorry. And my niece posted this. Our society is pushing like, accept me, accept me, accept me. You have to accept me. But, you know, there's hypocrisy in there because they don't accept me. Right? That's not, there's no push that way. But listen, you can unconditionally love somebody without unconditionally accepting them. It's it's different. God loves me even though I'm a sinner. He doesn't accept me as a sinner. In fact, he sent his son to die on the cross to change me so that he could see me as righteous enough to make it to heaven. That's all he could do. But he still loves me even though my actions are unacceptable at times. Totally, 100% unacceptable at times. I lose my temper. I say the wrong thing. I Get frustrated. I I, I I sin, totally unacceptable. But God loves me, and so you, we struggle with this. With um, as parents, as you know, kids and grandkids and people who come to our church and maybe leave our church. And you know, how do you love them when they're doing this? Well, you can still love them even though their actions are. You don't have to accept their actions to continue to love them. That's growing in knowledge in your in a way that shows uh, knowledge and judgment. Right? There's discernment there. And so, this is so, this is the tricky part: expanding your love, but do it in knowledge and judgment. See, you don't have to want to love someone to choose to love someone. Some people you want—they're easy. You want to love them. Some of these kids in the church, man, they're so lovable, so I mean, tender-hearted. Jackie comes from her little kindergarten class and tells these stories about this and that, what's going on, and so lovable. And some people maybe are harder to love. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes in my actions, I'm hard to love, but we don't want to love someone to choose to love them. See, love, and I put this on the outline, I think, love that is ever-expanding but always discerning. See, that's the kind of love we need to grow in, knowing how to love someone who's gone wayward, and you can love them without accepting them. Accepting their act, you can always accept them, accepting their actions. Some actions are unacceptable to God, and if they're unacceptable to God, they should be unacceptable to me. Doesn't mean I can't love them. All right? So this this love idea, it's not easy to maybe that's why Paul says, I'm praying for the Philippian church that you'll learn to love, growing, expanding, superabounding, that Bible Baptist Church we known as a loving church, loving in a with knowledge and judgment. A focused, intentional choosing to love somebody without accepting sin. It's a great, it's a great prayer. Like, think about the depth of that. I mean, of course, Paul is under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, but think about those few words, that one verse, the depth of that kind of love that you should be working on in 2023 as, as we pray for ourselves. Lord, help me to love the people I love with knowledge and judgment. That would be a great prayer for us. Let me move on to the next one. Before I do we're, pl- we're going to play a game. I-, I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but we're going to do it anyway. So I'm going to play a game. My wife likes to watch a game on a t- TV show sometimes called um, Price is Right. Okay, so I have some uh, product here. And we're going to play real quick here this game. I got four products and one of the games, or all the games, they're all basically the same game on prices, right? I think all based on prices. So I have four items. We're going to try to put these in order. I want, we need participation here real quick. To put these in order from the cheapest to the most expensive. So I have a, a big can of Pringles. I have some fabric softener. I have some Mentos. And I have some Ziploc bags. All right? Come on. Someone help me. What would be the cheapest one of these four products? Mentos, okay, good, all right, we're good. Okay, Mentos, we're going to say Mentos. All right, so what would be next, anything? Next in the list of product. Pringles, Pringles all right, Pringles are going be there. Anything else? We're going with Pringles, doesn't matter. Ziglar bags? Are, are we happy? Good answer, good answer, good answer. Okay, all right, all right, all right. No? <laughs> You're out of here, all right. All right, here we go. The Mentos, for your knowledge, purchased this week, $1. Ding, 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 all right, good, all right. Second. Pringles, just so you know, half eaten, are <laughs> came in my stocking this year, and uh, 3.29. That's, oh, I get a little nervous, are you? That's okay. Now, I don't know. This, this is. I didn't. We didn't buy them for 3.29. We. I looked at the price today, this week. Because at, at, I know some of you are. there are like, well, that's not the price. No, I, I have a picture on my phone of a Pringles with a price tag on 3.29. Okay. So some of you, I know who you are. You'll be after me after. Okay. Ziploc bags. This is where we're nervous. $5.99. You're good. You're good. You're good. And the fabric softener, not on sale. Regular price, $8.97. Well done. Well done. Okay. All right. I didn't want that to be too difficult. So it really wasn't. Okay. So that's good. Good job. All right. All right. <laughs> so Pastor Stone was way wrong, right? <laughs> look at our, Look at our second verse. Verse number 10. The second thing we're praying for, that ye may approve things that are excellent. That you can approve things that are excellent. What does that mean? Let me go real quick here. The word approve means to test or examine. Excellent, things that differ, things that are better. Choose the best. Our prayer ought to be, as a pastoral staff for our church... As you for yourself, as me for myself, that I learned to love, that, I learned that this year I would choose the best. I'd make the best choices. So it would be a great prayer if we all made the, not, not just good choices, but the best choices. Approve those things that are excellent. It's about making good choices decisions. That's a great prayer. Lord, help me to choose the best today. Not, not not good, but the best. Lord, help my children to choose the best today. Help my grandchildren as they go to school to choose the best today. Help them to choose the best spouse. Help them to choose the best direction. Help me to choose, make the right choices, choose the best. So we play a little game here, and there's a purpose behind that. This is, this is fairly easy, but what if we change that and not how we spend our money, but we put in how we spend our time. What if we had here instead spending time with family? Working overtime? Serving the Lord? Or relaxing? What if you're making choices now, not based upon money, but based upon time? What if you were to now try to approve the things that are excellent? If you were trying to test it, figure out, How's the best way to... I have an extra hour of my time. What am I going to do in my extra hour? What would be the best choice? It's not as easy. In fact, it's impossible. Because we can't make a definitive... Because there would be times in my life where the right choice would be for me to go work some overtime. There'd be times where that would be the right choice, but there'd be times where I I should say no to overtime because I need to spend time with my family. Right? I, I would say that serving the Lord... Is a good thing, but if I serve the Lord all the time and I, and I never relax, what's gonna happen? Burn out. You'll be in trouble. So, there, there, this, I'm not trying to be like, this is Bible, I, I believe. There'll be times would be right to, to relax and, and not always serve the Lord, right? Didn't God rest on the seventh day? So I think there's a time where relaxing is, is, relaxing is not only a good choice, it's the best choice. So this is a little tougher. And, and sometimes we make this all, because there are times where you can do like two things at once. I think, it's, I think it's possible to sort of with your family. I think that's possible. And sometimes we try to make these things like, well, I got to do one. No, maybe we can figure out how we can do both, right? And so these choices are harder than like Mentos, one dollar. Pringles, 329. Like, we can do that, but can we approve things that are excellent with our time? That's the prayer. And that's why it's a prayer. Because it's not something that you just say, no, I got that. I got to figure it out. I know, how to, I know how to make the best choices this year. No, that's why Paul says, I'm praying for you that you'll approve those things that are excellent. And instead of settling for good in how we use our time, making the best choices. Approving things that are excellent. What's your prayer list look like for 2023? Can I encourage you to add to those a couple things? Lord, teach me how to love. Always growing, always expanding, but always discerning and judging and do it with not. Help me to love with your love. Help me to understand what true love looks like played out in St. Thomas in 2023. Help me to grow in that. And Lord, help me to approve the things that are excellent. I only got so many hours in a day. And Lord, I want to be honoring to you. Help me to make the right choices as I approve things that are excellent. Would you add those to your prayer list as we move forward? I think God wants us to love, learn to love, and make good choices. Choosing the best. What a great prayer. I hope it will be your prayer this week as we move forward. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Heavenly Father, we come to you now, and I do pray you help me and help our church to learn how to love. Would Bible, please help Bible Baptist Church be known as a church that is so loving, so welcoming, but it has to take a stand on sin and right and wrong. Lord, please give us that perfect balance of ever-expanding love, but always discerning love. May that be true of Bible Baptist Church as a whole because it's, in the, it's uh, true of the individuals that make up Bible Baptist Church. And Father, I pray you help us to make the best choices that we be able to discern and see through and know exactly what we need at different times. And Lord, I pray that you lead us and guide us in those choices. And Lord, help help us to make it our goal to choose the best. Lord, thank you for these verses, for this prayer of Paul's. May it be um, helpful to us this week. In your name we pray, amen. Pastor Levi.